Hello and welcome to the Calmcast, a time to feel calm and think clearly. I'm Claire Downham, the Queen of Calm, a transformational life coach. I was a burnt out head teacher who finally made the journey to calm after years of trying and I want to prevent you from having to do the same. The Calmcast is a series of short explorations, gently guiding you back to your natural state, which is calm and clarity. Just listen like you would listen to music, with an open mind and curiosity. There's nothing else to do. Now let's relax into today's episode. So today we're exploring fear and um, it's probably one of my favourite topics because it covers just about everything, I think, um, from this three principles perspective that I remember hearing a quote once from Marion Williamson who said, you're either living in fear or you're living in love. And when we consider that in the three principles, what we're really saying is that you are peace, love and wisdom and the ability to create the illusion that you are not, which was said by Jack Pransky, then whenever you're not feeling like that, you're probably in some kind of fearful thinking. Like what what isn't fearful thinking that that creates suffering for human beings? It seems to me that fear right now is everywhere. I talk to a lot of busy business owners and they are a lot of them in fear most of the time. And what's been really interesting for me over the last sort of three years is that my you know, to be honest, I, I changed completely, lost my business because of good old lockdown. So my income disappeared overnight. I've had to build up again from scratch. I've had some, I guess, what you might call tricky periods financially. And I've never felt better. There's been no fear. I've kind of known I'm okay. Because it isn't the lack or or having money. It, it's what we think about that. So, what what is what is going on with fear? Why are so many people living in a state of fear most of the time? So, the first thing that comes to mind around that is that we're living most of our lives in in our psychology in our thoughts, in our feelings, believing that they are who we are, believing the separation they create between us and everything else, believing that we're stuck there, believing that our thinking is true. So so many things that we think are true, that we believe, create fear, don't they? That that's it, really, because... The system that we have for fear really is not really properly used anymore. So if we consider that our ancestors did have real, um, I nearly said parasites, that's not the word, predators, (laughs) not parasites, Uh, had real live predators. You know, our 
ancestors were in danger some of the time from real life predators like saber-toothed tigers. I would say saber-toothed tiger. I don't know. I'm sure there were other predators like lions and lions and tigers and bears, <laughs> you know, like the wisdom was. So that's that that's what it was for. It was for real life danger, fear. You know, the 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 way your body came alive and, and the way, you know, now other animals' bodies come alive in order to get us out of danger. We don't have to do that very often these days. Most of us. And I remember the last time I really experienced that was, uh, you'll have heard it before, my story about the cows. You know, I got chased by some cows. I had to leg it over. Not leg it. I had to climb over a wall. And what I noticed about that fear response when actually, hang on a minute, there really are cows and they're coming towards me quite fast and they don't seem to be very happy, was, you know, it was just my body moving. My body, yes, the adrenaline was probably there, but that was to give me the physical strength to climb over a wall, to into a wall of sheep to be away from the cows. Excuse me. And that and that was it. There was afterwards my my head started going. I was safe, perfectly safe. I was over the wall. Cows can't get over the wall. I was in a field with some sheep. They were neither, they were just not interested in me at all. And sheep anyway. <laughs> not gonna do anything, are they? So I di I didn't I was perfectly safe. That was the point at which my mind went crazy with the what ifs, what, what if, what if I had, I was on my own, I was walking on my own, what if I'd been trampled by cows to death, what if, you know, like the stories that then took place in my head were nothing to do with reality. By the time I started feeling that fear, feeling that anxiety, I was already safe. And that, that's not what other animals do. So if another animal had to do that same escape trick over the wall, I'm not sure any other animals are particularly afraid of cows. But anyway, let's just take the scenario. Let's say there was a dog and the dog was afraid of the cows and the dog jumped over the wall to get away from the cows. The dog would be fine then. Very quickly afterwards, the dog would be fine. The dog would, you know, the, the dog's system would prepare it for jumping over the wall by pumping adrenaline into its system, by, um, you know, getting glucose in there, cortisol, you know, whatever you need to, to get over a wall, to, to, to move the body, whatever we need to move the body into, into a safer, a physically safer place. And the, the dog would just do that. The dog would move, get out of the way, be safe again. But the dog would not continue to think about what had happened because dogs don't do that. I think perhaps some domesticated dogs do a bit of that now because they've been around humans and they're... Or maybe just how we perceive the dogs are behaving is... That's probably our thinking, actually. <laughs> probably not really any anxious dogs. <laughs> it's just how we see them. We think certain behaviours mean certain things because they mean those things in humans, don't they? Anyway, we're not going to talk about dogs. But the dog would recover very quickly, just like any other mammal 
its system would, within 15 minutes, have settled back down to normal again and it would just get on with its walk and not be bothered. Maybe even quicker than that. Our fear response is working perfectly, but we can generate that level of feeling, that, that feeling of fear. We can generate that just by thinking. You don't have to do anything else. You just have to think a lot about things that might go wrong, about scary things like, you know, I mean, the the thing that a business owner might go for is, you know, ending up living under a bridge <laughs> or uh, living under the viaducts because you've run out of money and you've lost your house and you've lost everything. That's the kind of that that's the kind of direction in which a lot of business owners, I think, go in into fear, into what's going to happen, into what what will happen to me if I don't um, get it right in my business. So we feel the same feelings that we would feel if we were really being chased by a saber-toothed tiger or something else, just from thinking terrible thoughts. But the thing is that our system is, is super clever. It's been built to warn us. And, and I, I was doing a session yesterday and I it came to mind to say, it's like a lie detector. You know, you know, when you're thinking scary thoughts that are not true, they are not true. You're making up something about the future or you're thinking about living under the viaduct or whatever. You, your, your thinking creates really awful feelings in your body. You feel anxious, you can't sleep, your mind is racing you know, your heart's pounding, your palms are sweating, etc., etc. All of that is going on. And that's your lie detector. I, For the first time yesterday, I called it that. It's your lie detector. That's your lie detector going off. You know, when you see, you see it, don't you, on, uh, oh, what's it called? That show on a morning, I don't know if it's on anymore, Jeremy somebody or something like that. Anyway, or um, there's an American one, isn't it? Anyway, they get people on who just share stuff. <laughs> and, and often they, they, you know, it's somebody who's having an affair or somebody thinks somebody's having an affair. And so they go off and they do the lie detector test and you, you see the little graph going up and down, don't you? Like, like at the point at which you are in fearful thinking, that thing would be going like this it would be going mad up and down up and down up and down up and down because it would be telling you that you're thinking lies and when you think lies your body responds to that and I think where we've got mixed up in thinking that that's telling us something useful about the outside world it's almost like I think it's almost like a physiological thing that if if I put my hand out to the hob and I feel heat, I pull pull my hand away. That almost happens automatically, doesn't it? So a hot, a heat feeling lets my body know move away. And when I when we feel an emotion, when we feel a fear, it looks like we've got to solve something in the outside world. So we might go even more into our thinking to try and solve that. We don't really need to do that because really the feeling is just letting us know that 
we're lying. <laughs> Not out loud. We might be sometimes, but but we that we're lying, that the, there's a lie in our head. A fearful lie that we're feeling, we're feeling that feeling in our body. How useful is that, that we have that system? Because I'm telling you now, when you're actually in clear and present danger, you do not feel like that. Your body keeps you safe. It's it's just before or just afterwards that you feel that, you know, you, you know, like when I got out of the way of the cows, my head immediately went to all the stories about what could have happened. But that wasn't real. That was imagined. So you, you have a perfect system to let you know when you're in fearful thinking and it's this that anxious feeling that you have. How cool is that? How cool that we've got a system that's set up perfectly and beautifully. And when you start to see it in the moment, it, you just start to... I mean, for me, it just feels like a choice. It, I, I, this thinking is making me feel terrible. I'm not going to do it then. I'm going to jack it in. I'm going to come away from it. Not That's not a doing. It's just what occurs to me to do once I realise that I'm caught up in something unhelpful. So that's it for today, I think. I hope you found that helpful. Remember that if you follow me on Insight Timer, there are longer sessions like this, live ones. There are courses you can join in with. I'm keen to connect with you. If you follow me on Insight Timer, you'll get told about everything that I get released. So I've, I've got two courses and one pending. Um, and they are really, you know, nice little explorations of this understanding and taking you a little bit deeper. So thank you so much for listening. Take care. Have a beautiful day and um, lots of love. Thank you so much for listening. There's nothing to do now, but bring some awareness to how this is working out in your life. Listen regularly to experience longer and longer periods of calm. This has been the Calmcast with Claire Downham, Queen of Calm. Take care and keep listening.